Leanne Tran, psychologist who's worked with families whose kids don't fit the mould for almost 20 years. I've worked with children for decades, but I know parents are the real change makers when it comes to their kids. Having three kids of my own means I know it's not easy. Parent Like a Psychologist is all about simplifying how you support your kids with psychology information filtered through years of experience to take you from overwhelmed to confident. Come on in. Thanks so much for joining me again today. I am going to talk about visual supports on this episode of the podcast. This has been a topic that's been really popular. Uh, I have a guide on my website about how to create your own visual supports at home. Uh, and lots of people have been downloading that, I think, because it's a, a topic that can seem a bit overwhelming, but when broken down, it can actually be something feasible for parents to do on their own at home. So I wanted to talk it through today and also let you know that I'm going to do a run through in a webinar soon to actually show you in person how to do it. So let's start at the beginning. What are visual supports? Basically, and I guess the thing is too, oftentimes it's speech pathologists that do these visual supports. And I know there's a lot of um, research and thinking and reasoning behind it that I don't have from a psychology perspective. And my plan is to have a speech pathologist come on and talk about this topic and the things that they would think about when making visual supports as well. So look out for that in the future. But for today, this is from a psychologist's perspective. Visual supports uh, are things, ways of presenting information visually rather than just verbally for kids. That's the short and sweet of it and how I use it with kids. Um, when we think about it, kids often, if you give them verbal information, they will hear it and forget it. It goes in one ear, out the other, unless your kids are different than mine. But, you know, I know a lot of kids, I hear, listen to a lot of parents, it's pretty common. Uh, so providing visual information is a way to make it permanent so that kids can refer back to it. If you keep that in mind, then I think it helps you realise that visual supports can be a range of different things and they can range from really simple things like a, a post-it note with a picture or a word on it um, through to more complex things like calendars and diaries uh, but keeping in mind, the idea is to provide the information in a visual way, most of the time with pictures, but sometimes with words for older kids. So why would we use these things? As I mentioned before, most times with most kids, they will forget stuff that they have been told before. Um, so providing a permanent product that they can refer back to means that's less of an issue. Um, forgetting it is less of a concern. The other thing too is that we use these things as adults, as reminders. Often we will write things down, um, write notes to ourselves to not forget things. We use a diary to keep track of our appointments. Uh, so 
it's not that different for kids, but they don't really do those things yet. Um, you don't see a little boy who's four walking around saying, you know, adding things to his to-do list or his diary because they don't haven't learned those things yet, but it's a way of um, introducing that concept to kids when they're younger. Um, the other thing I like about it is that it takes the pressure off you as the parent to continually tell kids and remind them about things like the routine. So it can be really helpful as a parent to have that structure presented in a visual way so that kids can be a bit more independent in working out what's um, what's going on. Stop the nagging and stop the yelling is what I like to say because when you're asked like for the 20th time that day what's happening, it, you it's harder to keep your patience. So having visual information around is really useful. That's for all kids. Um, and all kids like structure and routine. So providing that in a visual way is beneficial for everyone. But then when you have kids who have ADHD, often with that comes executive functioning challenges. Well, actually all the time it does. And so with kids with ADHD, the challenge is that they know what to do, but they can't put it into place in the moment. So they know how to do things. They just can't execute it at the time of doing it. And so that's where having a visual, um, some visual information can help in that moment. So it's things like what you have to pack for your school bag that day or what's on for the week. They need the information right there so that they can see it in the moment. Um, autistic children can often like structure and routine more than others. And this providing visual supports is a great way to uh, convey that structure and routine to autistic kids. Sometimes they also have executive functioning challenges. And so if your kid's one that seems to be lost perpetually, these um, visual information can help. So they can refer back to it if they forget. Um, I'm just looking at my notes from the resource that I've got online. So it could be useful one for you to download. The other thing I meant wanted to say is that can reduce things like, um, so sorry, saying lots of things at once is the psychologist curse. I think like thinking lots of things at once. I take a deep breath. I will get my head organized again. What I wanted to say is that because they can refer back to it when they forget and it provides their structure and routine and they know that they're organised, this can reduce feelings of anxiety and overwhelm um, in all kids. But the ones particularly who have trouble keeping organised can feel really overwhelmed and out of control sometimes. So you know what they are and why we might do them. But then the next question is, how do you do a visual support? There are lots of ways, and I think it's okay to choose the ways that are going to fit with your family. Um, if your child has significant language difficulties, then I'd recommend seeing a speech pathologist to ask for some support about the science behind it and 
thinking exactly what is the right thing to have. And other people that you see, like OT or psychologists, can help in knowing what level of prompt might be the most appropriate for your child. But I'm going to talk just about the things that you can put in place as parents um, because you can have a go at these things and you might find that what you put in place is enough. If not, then ask for some help or read a little more or download the guide to find out some of the nuance that might go into it. One of my suggestions is to start with the pain points. Um, and that means think about the times that are tricky in family life and start at those times with putting in place a little bit of visual information. So at the moment for me with my kids, it's about them feeding their pets. Um, we have two pet guinea pigs and um, they, the kids are responsible in a bit of a roster about feeding them. It's a multi-step process. So for kids with executive functioning challenges, remembering each of those ones can be tricky. And I am constantly reminding. And when I'm constantly reminding the kids of something, that's what prompts me to think there is an easier way here. So I'm doing a webinar soon. So it's Thursday, 26th of October, seven o'clock. And I'm going to create a visual schedule for the guinea pig feeding um, at that time and show you exactly the process I'd go through to think about it and um, help you see how simple it can be. But for you, some of the things might be the morning routine, um, everyone getting, whether that's the steps to do in the morning, like having breakfast, getting dressed, brushing your teeth, packing your bag, or it could be more, the, so it could be the after school routine as well, or the evening routine, the bedtime routine, um, that's a really, so you, that that's a time when often it helps to have a really clear routine. So that's a good one to recommend starting with. And um, just put in the steps that you think your family need. Um, it can be as simple as a Word document or if you know how to use Canva, you can use Canva. And it's really just about the steps. So an example of the bedtime routine might be um, after dinner. It might be having a shower, getting into pyjamas, cleaning teeth, reading or snuggling with a parent and then lights out and you might want to put a certain time. So the idea for both those morning examples and evening ones is to just present the steps so that the routine is clear and everybody knows what to expect. Then kids with um, executive functioning challenges or other, you know, other reasons why they find this stuff difficult can then use that in the moment as a bit of a checklist. And you as the parent can say, okay, we've had dinner. It's time to do the bedtime steps. And they may go off and start at the beginning and go through the steps. Uh, I always try to take that authoritative approach with kids. So it's not so much being the authority and laying down the law, but to make it a collaborative process. 
So if you want to and your kids will help you, you can talk about this and create it together, talk about the order of the steps, and the more buy-in they get, um, the more success you'll have. The, The other thing is you can try it and see how it goes for a week and say, look at this idea I've got, let's try this out. But then in a week, let's review. And if you want to change the order around, we can talk about that. So some parts of um, the routine is when you can use visual supports. The other thing is that you can use it for calendars that have the routine of what's on during the week. Uh, That might be for kindy kids, they might have a weekly schedule. They might want to know which days they're at kindy, which days they're at daycare or whether they're at home. There's often a lot of um, chopping and changing in that kindy year. So having it in a way that presents um, the information visually for kids can help them feel like things are predictable and they have control and safety in that. For older kids, it might be what day they have certain activities after school. It might be who's picking them up. Uh, in blended families or where you the you separate households, that can be a really good way of knowing for kids to know where they're going when so that they can feel um, planned. And really just think about it in terms of what you want to convey to them and um, it can be as simple as that. If you want to get more complicated, um, kids might like to have a way that they can tick off what they've done on the morning routine. Sometimes if you laminate that and they just use a whiteboard pen to tick it off or cross it off, that's a way that you can keep reusing it. Or sometimes people will have things that you can Velcro on or off or magnet on and off to say when they've done the job. If they need to work, you know, an idea of if they need help to keep track of where they are in the process. Um, But it's really it's up to you as to how crafty you are and how much you think your kids need. Sometimes simple is better because If you lose the pieces, you stop using it. If the kids don't want to do it, they take the pieces. So sometimes simple is better. Um, As kids get older, you can move towards family calendars and things like that, But and maybe where you're writing things instead. But when kids are little, the pictures often work best because it's simpler, it's easier to understand. For kids... Uh, Some autistic kids have trouble with generalising. So pictures of that are more realistic are going to be more helpful. And so my advice there is to take photos of your kids doing those things. Um, And you can put those in the document. So either a Word document or with Canva. So for example, the morning routine, you might take a photo of your kid getting dressed Um, packing their bag, cleaning their teeth, and then you can use those photos in there to be a little bit more concrete. So guiding principle, I think, is to start out simple and you can add extra steps later. Um, And that's because keeping it simple is often easier, but also you think about it as trying to build a habit 
here. And so the simpler you start, the easier it is to build up the habit and then you can add on to it from there. Uh, the other thing I've mentioned already, how to create the routine and involve your kids and think about what kind of image would be best for them. Um, give it a trial run. You don't have to get it perfect straight away and see how it's working, whether it's not working. And just rather than give up, think about the problem solving of it and how you could change it to make it a little bit um, better. The last thing to think about is where to put the chart. And so I think it's important to remember about having an eye level. So if your kids are young, they'll be short. And so putting it down where they can see is much more effective than putting it up high. They need it to be in their um, space and be able to see it clearly. Uh, also think about putting it in the place where they where they are when they do the tasks. So our morning routine has been on the fridge for a long time um, because that's where everyone congregates and gathers in the morning. The bedtime steps is upstairs and it's on the kids' bedroom doors and the bathroom door, that kind of thing. So thinking about where they are when they need to see it um, will help you know where to put it. Um, the other thing I've used before is steps on how to do things, which might be on the bathroom mirror, for example, and how to clean teeth and that kind of thing when the kids are little. And so I need to go with them. Um, obviously, you can't put it up and think, oh, they know how to do it now. It's written on the wall so going through it with them the first few times and you're probably still helping them with bedtime routine and that kind of stuff anyway, otherwise you wouldn't need the list. Um, and so as you talk through it and refer to it and look at it, you're teaching them how to use it. Um, and you can build independence towards that by maybe then the next step saying, oh, what's next? Where should we look? And your kids will go, I know it's there. <laughs> um as I say this, I think, gosh, it sounds like this is the ideal world, isn't it, of how kids would respond. It's not always like this, obviously. I do know that. Um, but, you know, if you start, the, the younger you start as well, the more likely they are to want to engage and do stuff that pleases you. And so the younger you start with building these habits, the better, I think. Um, and as you they get older, the strategies will change a little bit. But the principle is still there. It's still the same. How you would actually make one, I think, is um, up to you. So I often just use Word and put in a two-column table and write the word on one side and have the picture on the other side um, with a title up the top that's in kid-friendly language. So I wouldn't use evening routine. I use bedtime steps for my kids and morning steps. So um, that because that's how I talk with them. But if you say, come on, it's morning jobs time or whatever, use that as the, the heading. It's the language that you use that's going to make it effective. Um, so fancy versions are laminating it um, or you can use, you, there are some places where you can buy some of these um, things to use. So 
Some examples are Mission Magnets has lots of daily routine magnets for kids that you can use. I have used one. I do use those ones because I have um, lockers where my kids have all their school stuff and their metallic, well, their metal, metal, metallic, same thing. Um, but the point is magnetic. And so then the magnets can just go on and it's the order. Um, and they growing out of them now. I guess they are heading into um, teenage years, but they've worked really well for a long time. They have lots about the routines, but also about things like sports and activities that different kids might do. And you can buy them one at a time. Organising Life Beautifully is another um, shop that I've used before and we have on our fridge the roster of everybody's um, chores that they're on each day on there and that works really, really well. And Prepped Kids is another one that I haven't used but I've seen, so um, they look pretty good. I'll put all of this in the show notes as well. There are some wooden products as well, one by Second Scout, which is um, their wooden tiles that go through the steps of things to use. Uh, sorry, that didn't make sense. The steps of things to do. And so you can use the tiles to lay them out. And that's an easy way for kids to then, once they've done a task, to move the tile. Um, and they look beautiful. So if you're into that minimal kind of neutral, natural wood look, they're perfect for you. So any of the options really um, are okay. It's mostly about you've got to have something that fits with your family, um, how you talk about things and your child's skills, whether they need words or pictures or even images of themselves. And that's it, really. I know there's more to it and I will have a speechy on to talk us through more of the details but I think what I'm all about is for teaching parents some ways that they can start them some things on their own um, and to reassure you that it doesn't need to be super complicated uh, you can just put this stuff in place in the way that you think you would use it and have a go if it doesn't work out then just refine it or um, get some extra information or advice to work out why. But it's not something that you need to see somebody more qualified than you to, to do. You can start this stuff and put it in place yourself um, with the end goal of minimising that nagging and yelling if that happens in your house. It does sometimes in my house. So, um, yeah, how great would it be if we didn't have to do that amazing I think so just to summarize the um the guide is on the website it's called the practical parents guide to visual supports um I'm doing a webinar as well Thursday 26th of October at seven o'clock um and I'll go through that oh I've just realized that this will be too late this podcast will be out after that so I will do it again I will do it again, or actually I will just upload the recording um, to the website so that you can see it. It'll be on YouTube then after the webinar. 
Um, so if you've missed it, don't worry. I'll put it up there and show you what I do and try to not be embarrassed that it's super simple, but I really want to show you that anybody can do it. So thank you again for joining me today. I wish you a calm and happy week and look forward to chatting again soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Parent Like a Psychologist. If you found it helpful, please share on Instagram so other parents can benefit too and tag me at Leantran Psychology so that I can say a big thank you. Head over to leantran.com.au to join the village for bite-sized psychology tips straight to your inbox. I really hope this podcast has brought a new perspective and you a step closer towards a calm parent and a thriving child. Have a delightful day.